something spectacular for you this morning. And I believe strongly that God is going to meet you at the very point of your needs. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's good to say amen to such words. I pray that God is going to meet you at the very point of your needs. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Before we go into the word, I would just like to say one or two things. One, uh, we couldn't make the air condition, we couldn't fix it this week. And the reasons are because uh, we went to the place to get the air condition and they said that they would need to come here to see the dimension of our hall before they can make recommendation. But hopefully... We believe that it's going to be between within the range of the budget that we have. So the recommendation is says that maybe we need to have a standing um, uh, air conditioner, or we have the tiny, the two smaller ones, you know, there one there and one there, or something like that. So uh, on Monday we are going to be having them coming to check this place. Then on Wednesday, by God's grace, they will mount the air condition. So. Uh, once again, you're going to bear with the church. Bear with you. Amen. <laughs> because you're also the church. So, But we're trying our best to ensure that we are comfortable. Because for me, I always feel uneasy when I see us not comfortable. Okay? So, <laughs> so that's the reason why I'm taking you know, uh, my time to explain these things to us. But we thank God for provision and for those and, you know, that God has used to give to us the air condition. And I pray that you will not miss the reward that follows such act of faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, I know many of us are giving a partner in one way or the other. God, you will not miss your reward as well. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Already we have the church, we have a rug already at the back of the church. And someone gave that, okay? And, um, yeah, so, but we intend to, like I said some weeks ago, we intend to finish the children's, I mean, yeah, we are moving the church administrative office down there. And uh, so we intend to finish that before we change the rug. So this rug has been there for, I think, five years now, or four. Four years. Five, four. Okay, four years. So, uh, but, but I think the, the new rug we got is better, okay? And again, uh, some weeks ago, I came, you know, I came to the church and I sat down there and I noticed that those that are sitting here don't see the lyrics here. Yeah, I've always thought you see them. Okay, I'm so sorry for that. So, so sorry. Yeah, by God's grace, we are going to make provisions for that, okay? Uh, something big somewhere here so that we cannot participate in the service. It doesn't make any sense that we gather and some of us are not participating and only some of us here. But well, I think all of us there are seeing it here. Everyone there, yes? Everyone. You can see, yeah, shining lights. Good. Yeah, but from that, from that angle, no, we don't see there. We, don't, we can't see from that angle. So we're going to try and make, uh, see, you know, um, what we can do towards that, all right? Uh, but, but I'm surprised that nobody mentioned it all this while. I mean, you should have at least walked up to me and said, Pastor, I don't participate in the worship. When choir sing praise and worship is like special number, you know, you would have told me, you know, one way or the other. I won't be offended. Praise God. Okay, all right. So, yeah, we, we're going to go straight to the word. I believe God has something in stock for us this morning. Amen. Uh, today, okay, let's, let's, before we jump into the title, you know, sometimes I always find it difficult to give title to messages. It has always been my challenge since ages. Okay? Except I'm doing a topical message that I know I'm talking today on this. Okay? So in the course of the message, the title will just come. Hallelujah. Let us open our Bibles to Psalm 23. Psalms 23. It's a popular psalm. If you have been around the Christian corridor, for a long time, uh, you would have heard these psalms a couple of times. Psalms 23, you see one of the things that 
Amen? One of the things that excites us as believers when we feast on the word or when we open our Bibles, one of the things that should excite you is our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Okay? It's a thing that when we open the Bible, you know, we are looking forward to it. We are looking forward to our inheritance, what God has provided for us. Some of the things that God has, I mean, that have been handed down to us from generations through the death of Jesus. It's called inheritance. These are the things that we met there. When you say inheritance, it means things that you met there. Okay, somebody has done this for you. So it's handed over to you through death most of the time. You know, you see what happens in the Bible. I mean, when a man dies, he, you know, they call it will. He hands over his will, his properties, all the things that he has labored for all these years. He handed it over to, you know, to people, to heirs. You know, he handed it over to them. So, and these are the things that, you know, personally for me as a believer, it excites me as I approach God's word. And let me even give you, let me give us a hint. If you are, if you, are, if you are hoping to have a change in your Bible study life, you want to improve, let that be some of your pivotal points, some of the things that you look forward to as you approach the word, that you are looking forward to inheritances, what God has made available for you, because it's important. Amen. So we go to the word with those inheritances. The Bible says we are heirs of God. We are joint heirs together with Christ. Amen. That speaks volume. Say hairs of God. <laughs> Amen. Hairs of God. It means you own God. That's what it means. When God tells you, say you are, when the Bible says you are joint heads together with Christ, hairs of God. Hairs of God. You own everything that God owns. That's what it means. That's what I'm trying to say here. Amen. Even though during the worship time, the praise and worship times, not this time alone, most of the time, you know, I'm always, I, you know, when, you know, this song, uh, you, you were here. Uh, before my first breath, and you'll be here. Why not? Initially, you know, I remember, I'm always, anytime that I get to that corner, I'm only, my mind is always like, ah. Like, ah. Okay. Praise God. Yeah, so, uh, you know, at the point, I, okay, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it will pass. This is, uh, this is not a bad song. It's a good song. That lyrics is good. That line is good. I have to inform my mind to say, okay, that lyrics is good. And I have to give myself a strong conviction in that line. And it's, indeed it's good. And what was informing my own, my investigation, why I was checking my note, I mean lyrics, is just because it is true. It was here when I had, before I had my first breath. But when nothing else is left, technically I will be in him. So we'll be here together. Amen. Because I received something, eternal life. So eternal life. So that's what I received. That's what, you don't get what I'm trying to say here. Anyone who has not received Jesus does not have eternal life. So what makes God God is because he has it, he's eternal. So he's eternal. So because he's eternal, it is the life he gave me. So when, when nothing else is left, we are here together. You guess what I'm trying to say? If nothing, if after he stopped, after everything ends, and he's on your own, I mean he's alone, then I have not received eternal life. But at the point that's okay, 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 let's come out of the circle of okay, eternal life. But what he's trying to, what the song is, the songwriter is trying to say is that um, when, I shall try my best. Amen. I try my best to give an answer. You know, it means that probably when um, the world is, I mean, the world that is now, the world that is now ends. Yes. So, it will be him alone. So it makes sense. It will be him alone because in him, I will be. And so the writer is not talking in reference to him. He's talking in reference to them. Amen. Okay, so I'll just try my best to just, so that I'll be able to sing the song better. And I won't have problems singing the song. Because sometimes when you begin to investigate too much things, okay, you won't sing any song again. <laughs> Amen. But this is the point that, you know, when we open the scriptures, we see things that God has provided for us. Let us open to Psalm 23 that we said earlier. You know, uh, and you know, you know, for example, if you read Ephesians, are we together, everybody? Ephesians 1, 3, for example, the Bible says, Blessed be God, 
the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Somebody say all spiritual blessings. He said God has. It is a God will. He said God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Then we praise him. So, you know, you, you're reading that and you say, wow, man, you, you approach Ephesians. Starting from the first verse, second verse, third verse. You saw, I mean, you see that beautiful line and say, yes, Lord, amen. Glory, glory. I have all things. Yes. Victory is mine. I've got it. Healing is mine. I've got it. Provision is mine. I've got it. Yes, he has given me all things. Woohoo, glory. Then you begin to read further, read further, and then you now get to Ephesians 6. And he says something, he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And I play, ah, but we, we've got it now. We've got it already now. The victory, I've got it now. Why must I wrestle again? Because the thing is, is if, you do, if you don't do the wrestling well, you are going to be in the position of defeat. Even though, <laughs> you know, theologians, okay, theologians have it like this, that in redemption we have the vital, the legal aspect of redemption. And we also have the vital aspect of redemption. Now, legal aspect means that we have two sides to redemption. Two sides to redemption. The legal aspect and the vital aspect. The legal aspect is what has been done cannot be undone. What God has done on the cross, it is finished. That's what I said. Everything was building up for the message. Everything is finished. When Jesus said it is finished, it is finished. The Bible says in him we have redemption. The forgiveness of sin. It is true. The Bible says by his stripes you were healed. He didn't say you will be healed. He said you were healed. Taking you to, the, to a level where see, this thing is done. But the vital aspect is how you can practically make sure these things, you are seeing them happening in your life. Haven't you seen? It happens. You know, for example, you know, we say this always. We say, well, you know, and I will say it even in this church. Say, ah, I refuse. I cannot. My type don't fail. I can't fail. It is true. I can't fail. It is my confession. It is my reality. And so I say, well, let's be factual. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point of today's message. Wow. You know, sometimes you say, well, I and some, you know, sometimes you say, well, I can't be depressed. I can't be depressed. But it is true that believers. Are depressed. I've been depressed. Because why? Haven't gone through. You've done all the things you need to do. You've tried everything that you need to try in the book, and you still it's still happening. Some have even prayed. You've gone on your knees. You've sown seeds. You've served, but the cycle still remains the same. Why would depression not come to such person? The pressure will come, but that's my point. But, but yet, is our confession wrong? For example, when you say, well, my type don't fail. My type don't fail. And yet, you, face, you begin the first tax, you fail. You move to another tax, you fail. <laughs> and, and we now come to church again and say, well, my type don't fail. Say, ah, oh, pastor. Ah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and the, the drama of it is that I even tell you to say after me. <laughs> So it's like you're saying something that is not consistent with your reality or with your experience, so to say. But indeed, it is your reality that you don't fail if you're a believer. Are we together here? So we are looking at what happens in the arena. Okay, that's the title of the message. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. What happens in the arena? Because arena is that's where the fight happens. Okay? You see all those old, uh, all those uh, Greek, all those uh, Spartacus, all these Sparta people in the arena. Fighting sword, you know. Arena. That's where everything is happening there. Sometimes they throw lion. They throw something to, you know, support the fight. Are you still trying to say? And if you don't know how to hold your ground, You'll be gone, even if you have the muscles. You'll be gone. So how to hold your grounds in the arena? Because that is it. Because see, see, I'm a winner. winner. And don't smile at this. Because I said, I'm I'm not winning. I decree and I prophesy. In the name of Jesus. After today, you'll be experiencing winnings in your endeavors. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 23, let's go to our text. 
He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. I've always told us, you see who is doing that? He's leading me. I'm not leading him. He's leading me. Verse 4. He said, yes. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Do you see that? He is even with you even when you walk in the valley of the shadow of death. He said, your rod and your staff, he said, they comfort me. In the valley of the shadow of death. And don't forget who has been doing the leading all this while. He is the one leading. In the leading, you are passing through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, your rod and your staff comfort me. Verse 5 is where I'm going exactly. He now says this. He said, thou prepares a table before me where? In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with all my cup running overflow. But look at what he says in verse 5. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They were there. They were there. Present there. And see, let, let me see, this is something I want you to understand. See, when we become born again, it is true that you are now of God. The Bible says in in 1 John 5, in, is it verse 16 thereabout? The Bible says, you are of God. You are of God. He said, the whole world, he said, you are of God. He said, the whole world lies, I think, verse, uh, let's, let's open there. It's better that we open there so that we don't just recite. 1 John, say, I'm of God. First John 5, and verse 19, they're about us. 19, thank you, 19, yeah. He says, and we know. Someone say, I know. He says, and we know we are of God. And the whole world, the whole world lies in wickedness. The world is paneros. He said, the whole world, the world wickedness. The whole world lies in wickedness. We know that we are of God. In other words, when you become born again, to be born again means you came out of God. So when he says somebody is born of something, it means the person came out of that thing. So when the Bible says you are, when you say you are born again, that's why I'm telling you. That's why we keep saying this because it's very important for us to understand some doctrinal fact. And one doctrinal fact is not is that to be born again is not because you have stopped certain habits. No, 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 no. We have said this, and sometimes when we say it, it seems like ah, uh-uh. it's what is pastor even saying all the time. All this why? Because the thing is this: we are human beings. Being born again does not mean somebody, you know, uh, the person has stopped some habit. It simply means you are born of God. You came out of God. It means you are born of the Spirit. That's what it means. When you say, when somebody asks you, are you born again? I remember I used to say those days. I asked people, are you born again? Say yes. How do you know you're born again? Because I had to, I deliberate, because I had to deliberately learn how to investigate people's response. Because everybody have different meaning of being born again. I told you some years ago, I went for an outreach in the village. And I met a woman. I told the woman, I said, see, are you born again? She said, yeah. He said, I don't born too. He said, now one, I hold for hand, so. <laughs> he said, one day else, I hold one for hand. That was in River State. <laughs> this is not to spite anyone from River State. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I, I, I have to ask her so that I understand. Because when I asked her, are you born again? She said, yes. But, you know, you could have left her. I would say, well, wow. Oh, God bless you. Bless you. Wow, awesome. We are brethren together in the Lord. But we are not brethren. We were not brethren. I had to explain. Oh, I had to explain what it means to her. It means you have believed the death of Jesus. It means Jesus died for your sins, which he has done, but you have acknowledged that. You have received him in your heart. And there's a transformation in your spirit. The new birth is an, is an oppression in the spirit. The Bible said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. 
when your, when your mother gave birth to you, it is human being flesh gave birth to flesh. But when, the, when you are born of God, it means the spirit of God just gave birth to you. You are of God. That's what the Bible says. You are of God, little children. That's why what, that, what we read now, 1 John 5 verse 19, he said we know. We know that we are of God. The word there of God means we know we proceed from God. Let me say this to you. I told you, see, I will repeat it again. You, man, when you met your, your, your first fleshy birth, is human being is a product of conjugation. Your first, that you, the reason why I have this, if you see my dad, you say we resemble. Because why? He has donated my genetic makeup. Are you going to try to say, you are human beings. You are. So there's no need to, don't need to stress it. We are product of conjugation. The only one that was begotten was Jesus. That's what the Bible says. He said was the only begotten. It means that there was an incarnation. God became flesh. Then after then, the new birth. Those who are born again are product of of the word of God fertilized by the spirit of God. And that's what happened. You came out. Your new birth is not ordinary. The Bible says we owe not our birth to the will of man, to flesh. But we don't owe it to blood, but we owe it to God. Are we together here? Yeah. Say, I am of God. That's why you have to understand it that you are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. Amen. You are not ordinary at all. No, 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 no. You're not. You're not, there is, there is, ah, there is so much happening around you that is beyond you, beyond your physical connection, that's what I mean. There is so much. If you have believed Jesus, you have received that, that you have received Jesus in your heart, there is so much happening around you, happening around your destiny, happening around your marital status, happening around, happening around your finances, happening around you, so much spiritual battles, so much. I'm talking including battles. You know what we read earlier in Psalm 23? He said he prepares what? A table before me. Where? In the presence of my enemies. You know, he's not even saying that I took you to a comfortable place. Set the dinner and put it and say in the presence of your friends. He said in the presence of your enemies. Hallelujah. In the presence of your enemies. And that's why we are, that's one of the things that we are looking at today. Because you see, in the midst of all these legal realities that we have in Christ Jesus, we have challenges that come. And you see, believers always lose their ground in that arena. And that is because they are not taking care of certain things. And those are the things that we will emphasize today. Amen. Are we together there? Praise God. Look your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, I am of God. I'm of God. I'm of God. Hallelujah. Say, I'm of God. I can't hear you say, I'm of God. See, Jesus, how, how, was, how did Jesus win? How did Jesus win? Jesus, how did he win always? Now, you see that he was. Just, just imagine, imagine. Somebody in a boat, and there was storm, and he was sleeping. And, and the disciple asked him, he said, you don't care that we perish? Are we together, everybody? Jesus, in, there was a storm. Jesus was in the boat with his disciples, and he was sleeping. See, that mindset, that mindedness, that we make someone to sleep in the storm, I like it. I like it. And that is what you should want. That is what you... Just, it, see, you know, sometimes they say something, they said, if... <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm trying to find a better word to say, to say this. I, I was talking to a friend. Uh, okay. I mean, because of some reasons, I won't... Okay, yeah, let me say it. I was talking to a friend and we were talking about politics. And I said, well, do we not discuss about something that's happening in Russia about the opposition. There's an opposition who has been standing ground and protesting against the president of Russia. 
I, I know, I said, I, I told her, I said, that, I told my friend, I said, that guy must have, there must be, the guy must have enough political capital or he must be eating something. You, you, I don't understand, I mean, to face uh, the president of Russia, I won't mention name, <laughs> to face Putin. <laughs> Are we together, everybody? <laughs> he must have eaten something. I, I, I'm saying, that's why I'm saying this, that no one stand, I mean, if you see somebody fighting against the government with all strength, uh, you know, I'll, let me let me say this to you. I, I was telling uh, some of my you know, friends we, we discussed about it. Government can do anything, and no problem. But nobody citizen cannot do it. It will become a problem. Government can print money. They print money anyhow. But if you try and say you want to put money printing machine in your house. <laughs> I mean, when they print money, I'm not saying, I say many of them will print money illegally. Nobody you know, will say anything. They will say anything about it. But when you print it, it becomes illegal. You cannot fight the government. So somebody fighting the government, the person must have eaten something. He maybe he's on something. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about fighting government without political capital. That's what I'm talking about. Without political capital. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about uh, one, one, uh, $1 million dollars or small, small money. I'm talking about money. <laughs> Praise God. What did I say before I even went there? I was talking about the mind of Jesus. Yeah, it, it, the person must have a certain mindset to be sleepy in the boat. When there is storm, there must be something. The person must believe something. There must be a particular way he's, he's thinking. He knew he will win. He's not moved by the storm at all. But there is a storm. But he's not moved by it. The minute he is moved by the storm, the minute he will lose his ground. But is there no storm? There is a, there are storm. There is storm moving everywhere. But he's not moving anything. Let me say this to you, everybody. Nothing is actually too casual. Nothing is casual. I'm going to arrive at that. Nothing is casual. In winning, he said he prepared a table before me where? In the presence of my enemies. In other words, there is enemies are not, you know, enemies means, you know, people that are against your progress. That's what it means. And he says he prepared a table before you there. Just imagine the table, the table is prepared. And rather than eating, you are looking at the enemies, not the provider of the food. You will not eat. Even if you try to take the first spoon, you are shaking. You can't, you can't eat well. That's what happens for many believers. And you are dream. You want to investigate every dream. Not all dreams are of God. There are dreams that you should discard. It does not have any meaning. Don't give any meaning to it. Are you going to try to say, yeah, you want to investigate everything? The enemy is sitting down there, gently. Say, ah. Hey. And don't forget, they say some, there's a common saying, they say, whatever you focus on, magnifies. If you focus too much on it, it magnifies. When you give the devil attention, I remember those times, I used to say, okay, well, I understand, yeah? But most of the songs that we sang then were to praise the devil. We give him too much emphasis. Too much emphasis. Yes, there is a devil. Indeed. But put him in his place. Do what you are supposed to do as a believer to him. And that is to rule and reign. To speak to it. Hallelujah. That's what it works. Jesus Christ. Look at what happens to Jesus. Hey, Jesus will say, I am going to. Before I. Oh no. He said, I'm going to die on the cross. And that is a goal. That, is, that was why he came on earth to go and die. To bring sons into glory. But look at what Peter said. Peter said, Master, uh, he, no, it will not be. He said, ah, you cannot go and die. Jesus did not see it as a casual statement. It, it is see it as a That's what I'm saying. That not, not, not everything is casual. In fact, most of the time, and most things are not casual. It was a casual discussion. They were dis it was supposed to be a casual discussion. They were just listening. Okay, where well, I'm going. Ah, no, master, you will not go and uh, We will not allow you to go and die. Uh, when Jesus replied him, Jesus did not say, uh, I rebuke you, Peter. 
He said, get behind me, Satan. It was an orchestration to throw a fiery dart at his feet. Don't forget. Oh, maybe are we together, everybody here? I'm telling we're talking about we're telling us how to win in the arena. Some of us don't give up. You wonder ah, why are we? Why do this guy does not this, this some people? Why don't they give up? Why don't they give up? We will, we, will, we will always keep winning. Not because of anything, because we know how to dodge, not dodge, how to position ourselves for the ferry that. Because the Bible said, don't forget, I said something earlier. Everybody, are you with me, everybody? Are you with me? Don't forget what I said earlier. I said this, I said the whole world, we are God. And the whole world, what? Lies, what? In wickedness. The word wickedness there is to say panero. It means malicious, evil. The whole world is orchestrated and designed to bring evil. Evil. Don't say, well, people are hating me. Are hating me. And you begin to think about it. There's too much hatred everywhere. Hatred everywhere. Ah. And you begin to think deeply. Think. This one hates you. This one is hating me. This one is hating you. It's not casual. It's not casual. Are you together, everybody? If you don't know how to hold your ground, you will absorb every fairy dart. Ay, 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 you will bleed. Even though you are of God. Remember what the Bible says in the Ephesians? Look at the Ephesians. Come at the Ephesians. Ephesians. After Ephesians, we're going to go to Isaiah. Please remind me. Ephesians 6. I don't want to lose that Isaiah thought. Ephesians 6 verse are we together? We're reading Ephesians, no, Ephesians chapter uh, 6, yes. Verse, let's read verse, verse 12. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality and power, against what? The rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Don't forget the whole world lies in wickedness. It's not something new. Sometimes some of us desire paradise. You don't want challenge. You don't want challenge at all. You don't want anything to happen. You don't want anything to happen to you. You just want to wake up and go and come back. Nothing happened to you in this world. It, that will happen the day the person gives, I mean, dies. It's not my, this, is, this, one, this one I'm talking about is not even revelation. That the day a man dies is the day the man trouble. Well, if the person has not received Jesus, trouble continues. Hey, are we together here? It's not, this is not like some story that you know, this is a normal. But let's keep reading. Let's jump to verse, um, because of our time, verse 16. I want us to read it together, everybody. One, two, go. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able what? To quench all the fairy dust of the wicked. Don't forget, we lie, he said, the whole world but lies in wickedness. And that is what? But he says the only way a man will be able to quench the fairy dust of the wicked one. You know fairy dust? Dust are those small, small, tiny, tiny arrows. But the fairy ones are the ones that, are, that put fire. Fire is there. You see, have you seen those movies? That they will, they will you know, they will throw, they will, you know, uh, shoot the fairy arrows. Even if you try to block it with your shield, it's a wooden shield, God help you. <laughs> try to block it, the shield will burn and you are born with it. It's either you burn with it or you expose yourself for new arrows to come. You get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. That's fairy dart. But he said the fairy dart is of the wicked one. Not the wicked one. You know, so many people have there's so many fairy darts like that. Ah, hey, I don't, I don't think marriage is my portion. And when you ask, why don't you, <laughs> you know, this world, everybody, uh, all relationships, every, guys are lying. Let girls are lying. That is your reason. That is the reason. It's not even because you want to serve the Lord. <laughs> you know, because I told you I used to investigate everything. Sometimes I'm serious. When you ask some questions sometimes, I've asked people, I know people that have asked before and they're not planning to marry. And when you ask them, they say it's for the Lord. And when you say, because there's nothing you can say. Paul did not marry, Jesus did not marry. And they not marry for who? 
For the Lord. Paul said in the first Corinthians 7, he said, I, did, I choose not to marry, but it's for the Lord. He said, he said I wish everyone is like me, that they're not marry. He's on his own. <laughs> Amen. It was a wish. Are you going to try to say it? It was a wish. He said, I wish everyone is like me. Why? He said, because when you marry, you'll be thinking of buying gifts for someone. You'll be, you want to sleep, you want to sleep, but you'll be thinking about the person. So Paul's argument is that why you are supposed to be thinking about the Lord and about the kingdom. When souls are perishing, you are thinking about woman. About woman, about man. Amen. I didn't make this up. Praise God. I didn't make it up. That was Paul's, that was what Paul said. Of course, it was not anti-marriage. Because he also said, he said, in the last days, many will even teach forbidding marriage. They will say, don't marry. That's not what I'm saying here. Paul did not say don't marriage. He said, I wish. He said, if I could. He said, I wish that everyone would be like me so that we can all go. I read somewhere that the fall of Roman Catholic, I mean the Roman Empire rather, because that's where all those things were then, is because many people started vowing celibacy. So, amen. But that's not by the way. We are not vowing. I have not vowed celibacy. There was one time, <laughs> there was one time I said it. <laughs> amen. But it didn't last more than three years. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> I have no, I'm married. If I have married, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And that's why, even if any of my disciples, or any of my sons and daughters come to me and they are saying, and they love the Lord so much, and they say, Ah, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to marry because of that. I used to investigate how deep is your conviction? How deep is that conviction? Martin Luther, I don't know if you know Martin Luther. They're not the Martin Luther King, not the one, not the, the black American one. The Martin Luther, the one who fought for the Protestant guy. He, the Martin Luther, he, he went after fighting, fighting against the, you know, the, 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 the damn, you know, uh, religious authority. He took, you know, thesis and printed all those things on the wall in Germany. And he went. He went. At the point, the guy came to marry. I think. Oh, I just missed the story. Either Martin Luther or John Calvin, either of the two. It's Martin Luther. I remember, it's Martin Luther. He married a woman. He married a woman at home. He traveled for mission work. Traveled for mission work for years. They were sending email and mail posts to themselves. The woman, when are you coming? He said, at the point, after, I think after like seven years, he said, I think you will come and join me. The woman said to start coming. The man has moved from one city to another city. Uh, that's why I say you will know why it was even good that Paul did not marry. Just imagine, as children everywhere, as they are trying to, it's so easy because if they catch his wife, just imagine somebody arrest someone and say, ah, you know, I will, I will not shake. You can't try to say, yeah, I will shake someone. Uh-uh. At least I want to pray the night. I will not be praying for soul winning. I will be praying praying for for her deliverance. I can't try to say yeah. And so you know what you are entering to is as you are choosing to marry. And I pray. Every I know, not I pray. I know, I know that there's no one of you that that is is positioned to be a celibate. For the Lord. For the Lord. For the Lord. Somebody is raising hand. Somebody say. Those people that are raising hand, they've, they've done bad, bad things in the past. <laughs> and they are raising hand now. That's not celibacy. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. So I don't forget that. Let's open to Isaiah. Don't forget, well, what did you read now here in Ephesians 6? We're able to watch fairy darts. So there are darts. There are darts. He said, prepare a table before me where? In the presence of my enemy. And those that, like I said, he said that, he said fairy that of the wicked. Of the wicked. The word wicked there, don't forget what we said earlier. These are not necessarily somebody that you can see that's wearing a wicked mask. And we're talking about, we're talking institution. Things are orchestrated to shake your ground. They're there. Sometimes they come, like I said, as casual. Some of you, somebody tells you, they just are, nobody, nobody ever make it to in this, um, this career. They're telling you like this. And this is a career that you have, in your heart of heart, you have prayerfully, you are convinced. Nobody ever make it in this thing, though. 
and you don't see it as casual, and you are seeing it as casual, like the casual discussion. The Bible says even every idle word will be judged to tell you how grave those words are. They're not just ordinary. Jesus rebuked it. He saw it as an orchestration. Are we together, everybody here? You must know how to stand your ground everywhere. Do you know what the Bible says? Let's go to Isaiah that we said earlier. Isaiah chapter 6. Chapter 8, rather. Isaiah 8. Oh, I'll be rounding up soon. Isaiah chapter 8. Are you there? We're reading verse... um, Because of our time... Verse from verse 12. He says, Say ye not a confred, confred, um, confred, confederacy, confederacy, amen. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, it's another word. The word confederacy is the same thing as conspiracy. In the context here, it means. When people are coming together to, to stand against someone. So he said, don't say conspiracy to all them to whom these people say a conspiracy. He said, neither fear their fear, nor be afraid. That's the point. He said, don't be afraid of what they fear. Well, when you do that, you will get the results. This is the point. There are times you must learn how to hold your ground still despite the fairy that is thrown at you. They say, it's a conspiracy. This is an orchestration. To, this is what is happening. This is their fear. I say, well, we don't, you know, I don't know why I keep mentioning about the marriage aspect. Say, ah, marriage, and I believe it's for some of us here. You don't want to marry. And the reason why I don't want to marry because of your experiences. It could be in your home. Some experience, some people actually have genuine experiences in their home. I, I know I was speaking to a friend recently. The person said, uh, she's not planning to marry. I said, uh, why are you not planning to marry? Uh, have you been in a, how's your mom and dad? How are they doing? He said, they're doing well. They're together? They're together. together. Uh, so why are you not planning to marry? The reason why she's not planning to marry is because she had been in two relationships. And in two relationships, the guys were not, uh, they were not there to provide leadership, nothing. They, they were, they, she went into the relationship for a purpose, and she received the purpose. I went to get everybody here. And I said, ah, what, are the, what is the profile of the first person? She gave me the profile. I said, ah, what did you expect? The second person, what's the profile? She gave me the profile. What did you expect? To? You cannot make conclusion for your life and destiny because of this. If it was for the Lord, I would not have proceeded for that. I would have said, okay. The affair became affair. I wish to get everybody here. They tell you that, ah, people never make it in this career, in this job. No, 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 no. In this course, for those that are students, in this course, people always fail. But that becomes your fear too. As you're about to read, as you are reading the book, you're already fearing the affair. Are you getting trying to say here? You lose your ground. They say, well, this is how, when this sickness comes, this is how it does. In our family, in a, when they get to a certain age, if you are a woman, if you get to a certain age, this is what happens to you. And yet, you are born of God. These are not casual statements. These are fairy that. And how do you pursue yourself? You take the shield of faith. And what do you do with the shield of faith? You must respond. You respond by saying, no, 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 I am of God. In the name of Jehovah, I rule and reign in life. You don't just say, those com- that's it, let me say something. When we, con- when we make confessions of faith here in church, and we tell you to say, say this, say this, it is not to just say and we end service and go. So it is to train you to know how to say confessions. So that when challenges come, because you'll be tested, every word that you, are, that you are hearing will be tested. Because the whole world likes the wickedness, it's important. It's a normal thing. Are we together, everybody? He says this, don't say their fear, let their fear not be your fear. That was the, that, those were the mindset that Jesus had in the boat. <laughs> those were the mindset. He knew I cannot die. I mean, this is not, no, I cannot. It's not possible for the storm to, it's not possible now. So he was even sleeping. And when those guys said, no, no, peace be still. 
The same mindset that Paul had. That venom. A snake beat him. A, pine, a snake beat him and he shook it. Shook it into the fire. The people who saw him were like, ah, this must be a god. But what the man, you know, this is the normal way of thinking it. Ah, this thing has beaten me. Oh, ah, the venom will go into me. And that's why I told us, see, I, I love a scientist, okay? A medical student. But the more we get to read medicine, we go read medicine, eh? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The more Bible you need to read. Because, because, because it is as a python, you know, you'll be thinking, mm. so the venom will enter the body, uh, it will bind with this receptor. <laughs> you already thinking, you already know how it's going to happen. So you've concluded how you are going to, you know, have a shock and die. You already thought it already. Are you going to try to say, yeah? When the Bible said, the Bible says, he said, this time shall follow He said, in my name, they will cast out devil. He said, they shall take daily says, you shall not arm them. You shall not arm them. Now, some people, if you notice, this reality used to work for many people that have not read too much. That the only thing that they have read. No, 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 no. No, no, for no, for it's, 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 it's real. The, the only thing, they, they, they only stay with the word. They stay with the word too much. That their mind is also. I'm just saying that the more medicine you read, eh, the more pathology you read, be seeing how the divine hand of God can break and heal this disease. Be seeing it even as you are knowing all those uh, pathophysiologies. Are you going to try and say, yeah? We are not saying that, ah, medicine is devilish. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you must have an advantage. And your advantage is that your faith. Don't take everything casual. Lastly, Isaiah 40. Amen. Isaiah 40, verse 2. Oh, no, this is not supposed to be lastly, but let me, let me yeah. It's, it's, uh, 40, verse 2. It says, speak. Okay, let's jump. This is good, but maybe I will go. Uh, praise God. Let us go to 2 Corinthians, and that will be the lastly. 2 Corinthians verse 4, what did he say? He said, for we walk by faith, 5, 4. He said, for we walk, uh, is it 2 Corinthians 5, 5? 5, 7. He said, we walk by what? By faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 10. Let's go there. And we end with that. 2 Corinthians in chapter 10. Have you getting something today? Learn how to position yourself. Don't take everything casual. They say, ah, is, as we are entering this aeroplane, they say they used to have accidents. He used to blow. They say, as you, you know, and just, just say, amen. I've, it, uh, these are the things that have happened. I've always, I've learned. I told us once, I said I was sleeping in my room one night. And I just knew, I just heard the song in my spirit. I rose up and began to pray. What was I doing? I was quenching the fairy dart. I was quenching the fairy dart. You don't quench the fairy dart by being stubborn. You quench it by faith. The Bible says something. It says, it said, uh, 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 it said be, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. Let me tell you this. Most of the time, some of the people that you think, well, well, they are hating me, they are hating me. Everybody is hating me. It's not the person. The Bible says, we rest no against flesh and blood. It's not just about one person. It's an orchestration. It's a spiritual thing. I'm not saying you become schizophrenic and begin to switch spirit and everything, even cockroach. I'm just saying that hatred come. You know, for example, you're doing business, it's not going as usual. As usual. You fold your hand. Amen. Say, so, well, I know. I know the, the, the principle of supply and demand. Amen. Yes, those principles are also good. They are also good. But make sure that as you are gathering the momentum of your principle, make sure you have your fairy dart there. I mean, sorry, no. Your shield of faith. We don't have fairy darts. Shield of faith. Are you going to try to say here? Make sure you have the shield of faith. Somebody said, well, people are hating you. So no, no, I'm the love of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. People love me. People like me. No, 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 no. In fact, people try to associate with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm a light. People come to my light. People come to my rising. The Bible says, the glory of the Lord shall be risen upon you. He said, people will come to your rising. They will come to your rising. That's what the Bible says. People come to my rising. 
So that everybody said to me, so I'll just stay indoor. I beg, I'll clean indoor. You stay indoor and depression now comes. I said, Pastor, help me cast the fears of depression away. We know that's the way of it. not just happen one day. Are you getting ready to say, yeah? I'm a lovable person. Hallelujah. I'm a lovable person. Don't be afraid to say it. I'm not saying I'm a lovable person because Jesus Christ was a person. People were always around him. People were always around him. You say, well, nobody likes me. It's because, of, because I'm a very disciplined person. <laughs> because I don't take nonsense. You don't take nonsense. I, Jesus, did Jesus take nonsense? I am trying to say, I'm not saying you now become, you know, SCG president. You become everybody crowd. No, that's what I'm trying. I'm just saying. It does not mean that people, some people will not like people. Will, if you are preaching the gospel, yeah, some people, but if everybody doesn't like you, somebody said something, say, if you, if you go somewhere and they say something is smelly and you go to another place, something is smelly, you go to another place, something is smelly, check under your foot. <laughs> you, have, you have stepped, uh, you have you know, stepped on sheets, <laughs> on feces. So it is not there that the problem is, it is here. Are you going to try to say, yeah? So you go somewhere. They say, ah, you're always this. You're always this. You're always talking bad about this. Talk about, but this is, don't forget how we started this. We started this by saying that you are of God. So the one that is born of God carries certain mandate. He moves by the Spirit. He's walking in the Spirit. Lastly, 2 Corinthians 10, yeah? 10, verse 4. From verse five, from verse three, this is where I was going before. He said, "For though we walk what in the flesh, what do we do? We do not war after the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare, you don't use weapon for chat message. Weapon. When you say you catch weapon with somebody, weapon is for war, is for fights. He said, for our weapon, what for the weapons of our warfare, not welfare." But of our warfare are not carnal, but what? They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Sometimes those strongholds are informations that you have grown with in your family, in your house. You came to the gospel with it. You have received Jesus, but those informations are there in your mind. Some things are not possible. In our house, it's disease, disease. It's common. We are used to it. You know, people sick. You know, we're sick in our house. Are you we sick? I've met people like that. We sick. Is there something we sick in our house? We fall sick. That's what I'm trying to say. You understand the English. But you don't say conspiracy or conspiracy. Where they are saying conspiracy? You don't make your fears. They have your fear. They are fear your fear. But you don't also stay empty. You stay with the shield of what? Of faith. You stay on the word. That's why you must learn to stay on the word. Say, I'm a success. Success is mine. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel led to prophesy for somebody this morning. Whatever may be such orchestration in your life, against your progress, whatever the design may be, against your progress, against your success, I nullify it today in the name of Jesus. I bring to zero every design to bring you down in the name of Jesus. He says this, he said the weapon of our warfare are not what? Are not carnal, but they are mighty true God. So they're pulling down of strongholds. Every stronghold in your life Every stronghold in your life that keeps taking you back, even when you take one step forward, it takes you back ten, ten steps backward. Whatever the stronghold may be, I pull it down right now in the name of Jesus. It may be your family. It may be your extended family. It may be generational. Whatever it may be, but it has taken a root. It has taken seat and is throwing that, that of wickedness to your life. I block it and I burn it out in the name of Jesus. From now on, where you least expect success, success come to you. 
In the name of Jesus, where you least suspect, expect success, success comes to you in the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible says, Paul says something. He said, Paul told Timothy, he said, you serve the gift of God. He said, there's a prophecy ahead of you. He said, use that prophecy to do, to wage war, to wage war, to wage war, to wage war. Anything, but Paul says, Paul said, an effectual door, an effectual door has been opened unto me. He said, but many, many are the adversary. Many, but the man of God did not shake. He did not shake. There was enemy even present when the Lord was setting the table. The doors were open, but many adversary. He did not shake. He still preached the gospel. He became tenacious the more. I speak to you today that that strength that you need to move forward despite the discouragement in the name of Jesus, despite financial challenges, Despite emotional challenges, despite family challenges, that strength is supplied to you now in the name of Jesus. I want you to rise on your feet. Rise on your feet and stretch forth your hands. Stretch forth your hand. Prophetically, like I receive something. Stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. I decree in the name of Jesus. By the power that is in the name of Jesus, by the authority that is in the name of Jesus, that the, the strength that you need, the strength that you need to move forward in this service, I decree by the power of the Almighty God, receive in the name of Jesus. While I was praying today, while I was praying this morning, the Lord said to me, He said, There is someone, the challenge is be too much, that is already running insane, is already driving you insane, despite the word that you have known, despite the word that you have confessed, but you have been driven, you are already acting insane. I demand your healing right now. In the name of Jesus, I demand your healing right now. In the name of Jesus, I demand your healing right now. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us of power, love, and of a sound mind. Sound mind is yours. In the name of Jesus. Sound mind is yours. In the name of Jesus. Every conspiracy, every conspiracy, every togetherness. Isaiah chapter 7, he talks about Ephraim and, and Syria coming together against Judah. They were coming together against Judah. But God said, speak comfortably to her. That, speak comfortably to Jerusalem. That, that our warfare is done. Our warfare, God will fight your battle. In the name of Jesus. Every orchestration that is beyond your knowledge, he can't to Rubian Asata and get the do superata Hesha, a ketekele de Kosoto, he bandana dada Sata, he can nerida Tasa, and Balegedito Roto second, he baba 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 baba, a candara da bosota, he can liamatosa. Every orchestration that is beyond your knowledge, he kiamatata, a kadaba, a decree that the Heavens will fight for you in the name of Jesus. Heavens will fight for you in the name of Jesus. It could be marital, it could be finances, whatever it may be, whatever it may be that is not of God. Can't do a second. I decree by the power of the Almighty God that you will come out with testimonies in the name of Jesus. Good news will come from afar for you. Good news will come from near for you. In the name of Jesus, you will not be a victim of circumstance. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that none shall say that I am sick. He said none shall say in Zion that I am sick. Jesus on the cross, he said it is finished. The Bible says, by 
by his stripes you are healed. He said, by his stripes you are healed. I decree as a prophet of God this morning. Whatever the disease may be, whatever the sickness may be, right now, as you stretch forth your hands, it is gone in the name of Jesus. Your healing is now in the name of Jesus. I want you to talk in tongues if you can. Just talk in tongues if you can. Talk in tongues if you can. If you cannot say, Lord, I receive. I receive. I receive. In the name of Jesus. I receive. This meeting is on how to hold your ground in the arena. How to not fall in the arena. How to not be defeated in the arena. Defeating, being defeated is not your failure. Being defeated is not your failure. Being defeated is not your portion, rather. Being defeated is not your portion. Being a failure is not your portion. If you have failed once in the journey, it's not your portion. I want you to labor it out in the spirit. Labor it out in the spirit. Labor it out in the spirit. Today's meeting is designed for that. It is totally unusual. It is designed for that. Kalatokotobo. Lord. 
Dagaya Dada The Lord is instilling hunger. He's instilling passion in the hearts of men. Father, we bless you. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, I just want you to lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord for every word spoken over your life. Come on, begin to thank Him. Begin to thank Him. Begin to thank Him. Father, we are grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let's just take some seconds and just stretch your hands towards Pastor and begin to speak concerning him. That in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, that let the doors of utterance continue to be opened unto him in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody celebrate Jesus wherever you are. And you may be seated. Wow, wow, wow. Oh my God. Hallelujah. The the unction, the 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 atmosphere is is 